if you're in your early 20s and you want to be kind of above average, an above average person, a cut above the rest, you definitely need to listen to this video right here. And this is going to be a three-parter, so you might want to watch the later videos that come after this. And so in here, I want to tell you that in order to be better than average, we need to have better friends. Now, the reason I say this is not just because I can say something out loud and just say it because I want to. No, it's because I believe intrinsically that I know each and every single one of you that's watching this video that you desire to be better than who you are right now. You desire to be something in the future. You desire to be not just the average person that lives their life, but actually lives a life of something that has meaning. Each of you has a purpose that has significance, that's more significant than money, than houses, than supercars, than hooking up with anyone you could ever want, than enjoying all the pleasures of life. Now, sure, that may be a part of it, but that purpose has so much more significance than any of those things because it gives your life meaning rather than just something you're willing to do as a pastime and just doing it over and over and over because you can. No, but you have a purpose. And you were uniquely made for something so unique that you could only fill in this earth, in this place, in this time as you. But we need to get better. We need to climb out of the things that have been holding us back so much. Climb out of the things that have been keeping us average for so long. And one thing that helps with that is actually having better people in our corners. Because if you think about it, I know you probably heard this before. You are basically the sum of the five closest people that are around you. And that is very, very true because the people around you often shape who you are right now. And because where you are right now is probably because the more of the people that you're hanging out with represent the average of what your life is. If you feel like you're average and you're living a pretty average life, I can guarantee you that the people around you are pretty average, not to diss them or anything, but I, that's just how it is. And now let me point this out with a story. It's actually of my parents. And so quick backstory, my parents were knew each other from very, very young. They started dating when they were very young and they were dating for about six years until they decided to get married. And they got married when my mom was 20 and my dad was 23. And at that point, they were expected to live pretty average lives. Their families were, we would say, the average family household, which wasn't bad. It was pretty good. They expected to work a job for maybe 40 to 60 years, provide for their family, and then just enjoy life in retirement. That's as anyone expected to live. However, they had different aspirations, and they didn't want to stay where they were at. And granted, they live in Puerto Rico, which is great. But then they decided to move to Chicago, which is the weirdest decision of all, but you know, kind of going from tropical hot to icy cold in the middle of like just two days, which is crazy. However, because of that shift, it made some drastic differences. And because of that shift, because they choose to move somewhere else, and then they move around the United States, they went from Chicago to West Palm Beach in Florida, and then they went from West Palm Beach to Orlando. And so many things are different, so many different people they have met and people who you would say are above average. They lived radically different lives than what we were totally ever used to back home. And now let me tell you that this, there are people still back in Puerto Rico that they knew 
that went with them to high school and they're still there to this very day. They're still there even 30 plus years afterwards. And it's crazy because they're in the same spot in nearly almost the same situation. Now, that could be good for them. Amen. That's awesome. But that's also a lot of other people because not a lot of people leave their hometown. Now, what really showed this, the difference to me is that me and my family, we actually went back to Puerto Rico to visit some family earlier this year. And when we went back, we were excited to see family and everything like that. And I haven't been on the island in 10 years. So it's been a long time for me. And since all the hurricanes came and we, I just haven't been in a very long time. And so when we went, we went to their old town, their hometown, and it's crazy. The streets are mostly broken up. There's abandoned cars everywhere, abandoned houses, parks that are desolated, businesses that have gone out, and it seems like a ghost town. It can, it really did. And my parents have noticed while we were driving through that they've seen people they've seen people's houses of just like people who they knew and people were still living in them it was completely different from how we were now used to living because ever since they moved from that situation and met those many new people my parents were able to own this house they now own a business that makes six figures a year thank god and now we're living in a life that they've could have never even dreamed. We live in a nice area. They have two kids and we're actually enjoying life at this moment. And they can actually take the vacations that they always dreamed of doing. Now you can say that they have had the American dream. And that's, I would say that's probably true. However, that would have, I don't think that would ever happen if they never really changed the people around them. Because the people who went with them in high school had the same opportunities as they did, but they just chose different routes because the person who stayed in Puerto Rico, the person, the high school friend of theirs that stayed there, stayed in the same place with the same people and the same opportunities and the same lack of opportunity that could be over there. While my parents moved on to different places, met new people, met people with different opportunities, met people with new insights, new mindsets, new realities. And that opened up their eyes to show that the possibility of them even owning a business and actually making a living with it and making a sustainable living with it and actually living the life of the dreams and seeing that it was possible. And that's all that changed because of the people that they surrounded themselves with because they were clearly different from the people that were back home. And I want to tell you that it's the same thing for every single one of us. That your friends have so much of an impact on you that it literally can shape your life because your friends are either pushing you to be better than who you are right now, to have make more money, to make better decisions, to have better relationships, to have more integrity, to make wiser decisions, or they're choosing to try and keep you the same way as you've always been, right? Now, I want you to ask this question. Are the people around me really pushing me forward to be my best version of myself? Or are they trying to keep me the same? And I actually asked this question to a small group that I lead every other Saturday. And interestingly, those students that I was asking this to, 
they couldn't really say yes to that answer. Not really. Not many of them anyways. And I think it's the same for most of us. Because I know for me, when I was in high school and when I went to college and everything, I've made bad friends. And it's easy to make bad friends in high school and in college. You know why? Because it's the easiest place to form a relationship. Because there's so many things that you have in common that you're put in a place with a person basically for 45 minutes a day for eight hours in the same facility for five days a week. You're definitely going to make some relationships there because you have so many things in common. Your age range, your interests, because you're literally put in classes that you, you know, electives, those are your interests. And then you also live relatively in the same area as each other. So you can see each other more often. And so it's so easy to make relationships because you're just put in a place so often with other people that it kind of offsets us. When we leave those places, when we go off to college that's somewhere new and somewhere different, or when we just join the workforce and try and work and do the things that we're supposed to do as adults, you know? It becomes difficult to actually maintain relationships because we never really learned what intentionality actually was. And that's the problem. Because a lot of us don't know what intentionality is and we don't know how to be intentional with our relationships. And that's why we see so many of our high school relationships fall off, even though they were great ones. We just never maintain them because intentionality is the key to maintaining every single relationship that you ever have. And now, since I know probably you and also those students that I've asked this question, they weren't able to actually answer that question with a yes, that whether they know that the people that who are with them were actually making them better or not. And so obviously to that, I think we need better friends and there's no harm done. You're not getting rid of your old friends. You're just meeting better people, meeting people that will push you a little bit further into the places that I, you know, and I know that you know you want to go. And so it can be hard. It honestly can be hard. It can be difficult. It can be awkward, if, especially if you don't know how to start conversations, especially if you're not a great conversation starter like I was. And so it could be really awkward and you could see a lot of failure in it. And now I want to tell you something. I want to teach you something that's been very, very valuable to me as a little bonus, I guess you could say in this video. It's basically a conversation tactic that I've always used now in my conversations that I always use when I'm meeting someone new or connecting with someone a little bit better than I was before. And it honestly works so much like a charm. It literally works immediately. As soon as you learn it, it can honestly work so fast for you. And it's super, super simple. Now here it is. Now the frame of this technique is basically you have to be genuinely, and I mean genuinely, interested in the other person. Otherwise, this is not going to work. And basically, it's taking from a frame of reference that you are genuinely interested in another person. So you're going to ask them a lot of questions. You're going to ask them various questions about three main topics that every single person on the planet can really relate to. And it's not like an interview. That's the important thing. It's not like an interview. It's not like where you're listing off questions. No, it's in, from a point where you're genuinely interested in them. You ask them questions, allow them to talk more about themselves because humans us as people, we genuinely like to talk about ourselves a lot more than we like to talk about other people. Hence, I'm making a video about things that I've learned so that you can learn it. That may show a part of human psychology right there. Here is basically it. It's basically an acronym. So it's called FORM. F-O-R-M. FORM. F is basically for family. Now, whether you like them, whether you hate them, maybe if they're adopted, they owe it 
everyone typically has someone they associate with family. Someone who they love, someone who they don't really love as much, someone who they don't really like, or they really love their family. And family is like something that you, no one can really touch them. That's something you can definitely talk about. O is for occupation. Now, every human being works at some point of their lives. Whether they're in school, then that's their classes. Whether they're a retiree, ask what they did before. And whether they're actually human right now, ask what kind of job they work. What do they do for a living right now? What do they aspire to do in living right now? Everyone can relate to that those kinds of questions. And R is about recreation. Now, see, everyone, every human on this planet really has always something that they enjoy doing, whether it's listening to music, hiking, playing video games, playing sports, anything that you could ever think of. There are so many weird interests out there that you could always learn from somebody else. And that is something that you can honestly talk to anybody about for hours. And now the last letter is M. M is basically for message. The message that you wanted to bring through that conversation, whether let's say it's a second date, whether you just wanted to get their phone number, whether it's just you wanted to hang out, introduce yourself and say that you, the, how great of a friend that they have been, or just say the, how you appreciate them or how you love to get to know them even more by meeting them another time. Something along the lines of the reason why you really wanted to have that conversation. And that's basically it. And now here's the thing that I've always struggled with even before using this. It's that I would always run out of things to say when I would have a conversation. And the key thing is, and the most really great thing about this is that with this kind of technique, you can never really run out of questions. Here's why. Because with this technique, you always have something to ask because you can always base off your next question off of the person's last answer. So for instance, let's say you ask about their dog. People love their dogs. Absolutely adore them. You should, I literally love my dog. He's literally my brother. I literally love him. You cannot tell me to not talk about him even more. I'll probably put a picture of him somewhere around here. Actually right here. I'll put a picture of him right here. Him and his derpy little self. Let's say you ask, what kind of breed is their dog? Then they tell you about their breed. Then from that answer that you probably got, let's say my dog is a Jack Russell Terrier. I tell you that my dog is a Jack Russell Terrier. Now, from that question, you can then derive to ask another question. You know it's a Jack Russell Terrier. Maybe you want to learn a little bit more about the Jack Russell Terrier. You're just like, oh, is so is that kind of breed like energetic or calm? Like, how's the kind of like, what are they really? And probably they'll search up a picture that tell you even more about their dog and everything like that. Then you can ask even more questions from the answers you previously gotten. And so you can continually ask more questions. And it's not like an interview at all because they're actually genuinely interested in at letting you know more about their life. And you're genuinely interested in getting to know them and their dog, them and their family, them and then what they do, them and what they love to do. And that's something that honestly unifies us all together and actually can make the first conversation you have with somebody honestly a lasting impression. Because when you're talking with them and you're asking so many questions, not just to get to know them and know deeply about them, just like you're genuinely interested in them. They're like, wow, that conversation felt great. Wait a minute. I didn't even get to know the other person. So then you're going to have to meet a second time. Probably could work for dates. I don't know. I haven't been in the dating realm for quite some time, so could work. I don't know. To wrap this kind of all up, you got to know in order to be better than average, you got to have better friends. 
because the friends that we have around us always shape us into who we are at the moment. And if we change the people that are around us, we'll start to change who we are at the moment. And we'll start to change into the people who they are. Because if they have higher standards than us, we are going to raise our standards up to their level. And then our lives will drastically change. Because if you hang around with people who go to the gym often and you don't, you're probably going to go to the gym a little bit more often because you've been hanging with those people for so long. And now in order to meet new people, because a lot of times we know we our friends aren't really the greatest right now, we could probably change and meet new people. You can use the form technique. I literally gave you right here, right now, and I want you to use it. Let me know in the comments if that actually helped you. If it didn't, I'm sorry, <laughs> but if it did, hooray, I'm so glad for you. But there is hope. I know you can be better, and I know we can be better. So remember, start growing and start now. And God bless you guys. Also, don't forget, there's going to be two more episodes to the series on how do we need to be better at something in order to be better than average. So don't forget about those two. All right. Peace.